we're back with another episode. This episode of the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler is sponsored by MyApothecary.com. MyApothecary is the premier online destination for hemp-derived CBD that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle. y'all welcome welcome back welcome 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 back welcome back back. Uh i was like you're not even on beat with me right now (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to another episode of the face off of fleming and fowler how was your week this this past week uh well let me tell you april fools really threw me for a loop why i forgot people played pranks on april fools yes but guess what they do and uh they got me they just got me that's all i have to say how did they get you specifically? Um, first of all, Michael Strahan, I thought he was closing his gap. He Can I give my, my honest opinion about that? Yes. He is ugly with a closed gap. And when I close my eyes, I see you for what you truly are, yeah. which is ugly. He needs to keep that gap open. That I gap was just is really like, working for him. Yeah, just keep your gap. Because even his like his lips, his whole face looked weird with a real, like with no gap. Some people just look better with a gap. Yeah, he they rocks just the fucking gap. Yeah. He did that. People at work kept saying they were quitting. And because work is a very toxic environment right now, I and believed everyone. I, I didn't question one single person. And so many people are actually quitting. Yes. And so people kept saying, like, oh, it's my last day. And I was like, because oh, it was so many other people's last days. I was like, damn, dude, this is crazy. Yeah, that's that's insane. I'm just ready for the the 50% off candy tomorrow oh because because today is easter happy the resurrection Lord has risen day. amen hallelujah it's also first happy no. resurrection it's ot month i was gonna say the first day but that's not accurate. yeah it's definitely ot month happy, happy OT, ot month, month. So, occupational therapy woo-hoo. Woo-woo. couldn't do it without you yes we're gonna dedicate our rehab corner this week to the to the uh occupational therapists across the world these united states as well as the rest of the universe the iraq what the iraq what does that mean you don't remember that no she was like the iraq okay that went way over my head is that a movie <laughs> no. what's it from it's an interview from miss usa why would i know that i don't watch because it was like very popular pop culture for a good hot oh, minute that's your that's your area of expertise i don't anyway no nah. happy ot month yeah yikes yes. recent polls have shown a fifth of americans can't locate the u.s on a world map why do you think this is I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere, like such as, and <laughs> I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa. What? It should help the Iraq and the Asian countries, so we will be able to build up our future. Thank you. She lost Such some questions. Such as the Iraq. <laughs> Such as the Iraq and South America. South Carolina, baby. Wow. That was 2007 Miss Teen USA. 
And I'm assuming she didn't win. Yeah, I would say she did not go on to win. Good but God 71 Almighty. million people have seen this and have left. Her life is probably it. ruined. She's probably somewhere stuck in the closet just crying her <laughs> Well, eyes out. people just don't have maps, so they just, just can't figure it's like, out. Why can't they identify? How about, you know, well, the education system here in the United States is trash. trash. I mean, just say that. You're talking about, why do you have to bring South Africa into it? Why would they know what we look like on a map? <laughs> she, that's like, <laughs> why are so many people in America starving? Well, a lot of people don't have cars. So they can't go to the store. Store? Not, not about the money? No? <laughs> we totally missed that point. You brought anyway. up Iraq and South Africa. <laughs> Interesting. That's wow. Woo! Blast from the past. Yes. OT month. Glad we're here. Shout out to all the OTs, much like myself, that don't know still what your job really is, but you're getting paid to do it, so you're going to keep on keeping on. And no one else knows your job either, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's the only good thing. No one else knows what you do, so you can kind of make it whatever yeah. you want. And But it's so important, though. Um, Oh, occupational therapy is so important we as physical therapists would not be able to do our jobs honestly um, effectively and as efficiently without the help of occupational therapists um, and I think people need to really understand that especially physical therapists need to be one of the biggest allies to occupational therapists because we're like a hand in a glove you know we we focus on different things but the things that we don't focus on you guys focus on which are, which is very important and the things that you guys don't focus on we do which yeah. is very important so this is why we fit like a hand in a glove like a if, but if the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit. You must have quit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Interesting. R.I.P. Johnny Cochran. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and get into it this week. Um, Speaking of innocent black men. Oh Jesus. Let's go to the trial. Oh yeah, we got to talk about it. So as you all know, or some people may or may not know, the murder trial of Derek Chauvin, who was the coward ass police officer who kneeled on the neck of George Floyd for eight minutes and 46 seconds, um, ultimately killing him. And there were two different medical examiners that ruled his death a homicide um, via asphyxi asphyxiation. Um, and as we know from the story, for those that don't know the story, he was going to a, you know, I guess they call them like bodega shops, whatever. We call them stopping shops in South Florida, little corner store, basically. And we um, call them gas stations here. But there's no gas there. It was just a store. Corner like a, store. Yeah, it's a corner store. Yeah. Corner store. Corner store. Yeah. So um, he went and paid for, you know, his items. And the cashier thought that he was paying with a counterfeit $20 bill. And I guess in their their policy for their store or whatever the case may be, maybe it's their particular area. Um, they call the police officers when they think that counterfeit money is being used. And of course the police came out there, Derek Chauvin, again, the, the situation when they first arrived on scene, obviously he was very calm. He was not erratic. He was, it was on camera, all filmed. And, um, so now this is a trial of the police officer, um, who murdered, um, in cold blood, George Floyd. So there's been a lot of different things that have been going on. Um, the defense, of course, tried to make him out to be this, you know, um, drug-induced, crazy black man who just, you know, was belligerent and pretty much deserved it. And, oh, he died of, you know, he had heart failure and all this other kind of bullshit. And, you know, oh, it was for adrenaline. Well, why did he even have to excrete his adrenaline in the first place it's because somebody had their fucking my knee heart on his would fail too if there was no oxygen to my brain thank you like it was yeah it was just like completely disgusting this whole entire um trial unfortunately there was a lot of different key witnesses that were um present for this trial first of all there was one um 
there was one MMA fighter, Donald Williams. He was actually one of the witnesses of the murder. Um, he was he saw the actual situation happen. He saw the murder happen, and he saw the technique that Derek Chauvin used. Um, and him being an MMA fighter, he called the police on the police and was like, "Yo, like you know, he's using these MMA type fighting moves." on this man and he just killed him. And so of course, again, the defense tried to turn him into this angry black man and was like, so you were so angry. He was like, I wasn't angry. So I'm gonna play a clip from what he actually said. In that statement, you said, like, I really wanted to beat the shit out of the police officers. You said that. Yeah, I did. That's what I thought. You were angry. No, you can't pay, pay me, I was angry. I was, I was in a position where I had to be controlled, a patrol professionalism. I wasn't angry because I stayed on the track. is non-responsive. Overruled. Overruled. Expression. Thank you. You started calling them names. Yes? Yeah, you heard that. Yeah. You heard right? the video. You called him a tough guy, right? You, you watched the video. You call him a real man, right? You watched the video. You do have to answer the question yes or no based on what he's asking. I'm going to ask you that again, so your answers should be yes or no, okay? Yes. You called him a tough guy. I did. You called him a real man. I did. You called him such a man. I did. You called him bogus. Hmm. I did. You called him a bum at least 13 times. That's what you counted in the video? That's what I counted. And she got 13. And that was early on, right? It, it, those terms grew more and more angry. Would you agree with that? They grew more and more pleading for life. So um, also, too, there was a an EMT who witnessed um, George Floyd's murder. And she when she said that basically when she came onto the scene to, to assess the situation that she was waved off by the cops and was just like, no, like, don't even don't even come around. Don't here. It's worry fine. about it, girl. Yeah. Like we got him. We, it's fine. And, you know, even the um, the 911 dispatch operator, she was also on the stand and basically said, you know, she told them, OK, listen, this is this is not right. Like y'all can snitch on me if y'all want to. Y'all can call me a snitch. I don't care. Like this isn't right. What y'all are doing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, there was another EMT that was on the scene as well, who testified um, with regard to um, what he had actually done. Um, and the first EMT, her name was Genevieve Hansen, who's 27 years old. She was very emotional as well on the stand. So. I am 26 years old. Yeah. I do not have the mental fortitude, the maturity, mm -hmm. the fucking wherewithal to have dealt with that bullshit. That is insane. No. And especially I guess you just have to like when you're in it, but yeah. I'm because I guess we're around dead and dying people all the time and codes and shit and we have yeah. to act and i guess i don't know that's a lot to deal with at 27 yeah it's just i mean even unfortunately the the young lady who um what's her name the young lady how are we giving these little kids these important ass jobs well it's sad that she even had to do it but 18 year old darnella frazier whose um identity was concealed in court obviously you can only see the prosecution and the defense asking her questions but you cannot see her face because at the time she was a minor um and so her identity has been concealed as far as what she looks like obviously her name is still there but she was actually the the african-american young lady who um, recorded the actual video and when they asked about you know what Derek Chauvin's 
um, appearance was at the time, she basically said, and I quote, he just stared at us. He had this cold look, heartless. He just didn't care. Um, and you can see on the video very vividly that he was, you know, going back and forth. Even one of the oldest uh, police officers or detectives on his particular police unit even testified and said that, you know, in all of my years of doing this, the amount of force that he used on this particular man was unnecessary, went against policy, was completely uncalled for. Um, so it's just yeah, it, here we are. Yeah, here we are. And, you know, the the 19 year old cashier who um, was the one who called the police on, you know, he feels George. like shit. Well, he should. I'm sorry. You should. You should absolutely feel like pure shit. I'm not saying that this is your fault, but God damn it. Part of it is your fault. I think, first of all, in this country, the, let's just be clear. The 19 year old, let's call his name. The 19 year old, um, his name was Christopher Martin who is an African-American man, right? Or a young teen, whatever. You feel like somebody used counterfeit money. And I, I totally get that. You have a policy, you have rules, regulations that you have to follow. But the fact that you would call the police on counterfeit money. My thing is, if you felt that it was counterfeit, why didn't you just say, hey, I can't accept this money. I think it's fake and call it a day. Like whatever his response, now obviously if he would have got belligerent with you, got physical, got violent, obviously you call the police. But this black man, knowing that in this particular area, white cops have issues with African-American people and there's been this you know, division between law enforcement and the community, why would you even call a cop? Like I just, I just don't like 19. it. But you should fucking know better. I don't oh, know what God. I would do at 19. You're a kid, you were in high school last year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not blaming him, but I am blaming him at the same time. <laughs> like, I just, I can't negate that the fact that it's, you should feel like pure shit. It's one of those things that you don't think about, but you should, because it's like, depending on who shows up and how their day is going, it'll make or break your entire life. Yeah. Like the people who call, like anyone, you can call the cops on black people for anything. Yeah. And you have to know that you making that call and you should feel free to call the cops. That's what they're yeah. there for. But knowing that when you make that call, it could literally potentially ruin someone's life and someone's life. Yeah. Right. I Which mean, is fucked up. It shouldn't have to be like that. No. And I remember when I worked, like, I, I can only assume that this 19 year old, is this your corner store that you own? Because if it's your corner store that you own, obviously you don't want fake money being in rotation because it means nothing. Right. And they're just getting away with your free product. But I remember when I worked in retail and there was a group of people that came in and just stole a bunch of stuff. First of all, the store that I worked in was not a, an expensive store. Most of the, everything in there was 50% off all the time. So there was never anything that was of real value. When people used to come in the back door and just steal shit and walk out, you think I'm about to chase after that shit? I don't give a damn. They probably hit him with the, hey, we're getting a lot of counterfeit shit, so it happens again, it's coming out of your chest. Shit, and then I quit. I would've been like, excuse me, 911? Then next time, I'm gonna take it out to the cash register. Oh, you gonna fire me? I'm taking this whole cash <laughs> register with me on today. You know, but I just, I mean, you should feel guilty. I, I think that that needs to resonate with this young man. And I'm not saying blame yourself entirely for this situation, because obviously you can't control the actions of other people. You can only control your actions, but you need to realize that even as a young man, how, like you said, your decisions and the things that you do will affect other people in either a positive or a negative way. And you have no way of controlling how it's going to affect them. Did he say why he called the cops? Well, he because he suspected that the $20 bill was was uh, counterfeit. Did he confront him or he just suspected? He just suspected. And I think that that was their um, that was just like their policy or something like that or their their way of doing things. issues or shit. So they're like, I don't know. 
Yeah, and then but and then he also said that George Floyd basically ap- appeared high, um, which I think the the coroner did say that they found um, meth in his system, um, which is weird because black people don't do meth. I mean, if you would say heroin, that would make sense, but anyway, whatever. He he had drugs Didn't, in his system. Um, it's a weird place to live, man. I don't know. Minnesota, yeah. My best friend actually used to live in Minnesota, but it was Does only because no she doesn't but she they don't live there now um it was only because her husband which was her boyfriend at the time he was in college and he lived there so it wasn't like he moved to minnesota because yeah, there's no telling what i would do in minnesota if i had to live there yeah basically um but yeah so he basically said that um if i would have just taken the bill if i would have just not taken the bill this could have all been avoided um, the 19 year old said um he said that he had a conversation with george floyd but uh floyd was a little slow in responding so he suspected that he might be high um, Christopher Martin said that it kind of took him a little long to get to, uh, to what he wanted to say. So it appeared as if he was high again, you just said, had you just not taken the money and said, Hey dude, I think this is fake. You know, those little markers that they have to, to test counterfeit money. Like if mm-hmm. you swipe it or whatever, and it turns a certain color, then obviously that's, you know, fake. So why didn't you do that? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. And then to this day, nobody even knows what a $20 bill is also money is a construct right i just i just feel again i'm not blaming this young man this christopher martin however you played a huge role in the death of this man and i think you need to just live with it one of the many lessons we should take from this is use your debit card (laughs) apple pay or your credit card or your credit card yeah or use dollar bills i don't think people really counterfeit dollar bills like dollars or five. I don't think anybody counterfeit smarter, $5. not harder. Yeah. I just think that, you know, it's unfortunate that this young 19 year old, you know, has to face that, but you need to face it. You just, you need to face it. You, your actions caused a ripple of effects of different things that happen. Um, and I, it's, it's sad that, you know, again, I still, also you could say this is something that needed to happen. Change oh, absolutely. Of so he kind of started a revolution. Um, I wouldn't go that far. You, you started some shit. I don't necessarily know you, it was a revolution. You muck some stuff up, yeah, my friend. You definitely started some some shit. And that then the thing sucks. is, too, even when you look at the camera footage of different multiple angles, like, you know, they had George Floyd handcuffed sitting on the ground. You put him in the back of the police car and you can hear him saying, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. And he's in the back of the car. Derek Chauvin, what made you or possessed you to then drag his ass out of the fucking car onto the ground and then put your knee in his fucking neck well that's my thing like he's a 19 year old kid that called the cops right so the cops get there and it's their job to de-escalate the situation exactly. to figure out what's going on so i mean it is tech he did start all this shit but yeah. like i'm sure the last thing he fucking thought was this man was gonna die as a result of me yeah. calling for a 20 dollar bill yeah yeah but i just i mean i don't i don't even understand honestly why this is even considered a trial i mean there's there's too much of it that is on film um and that obviously shows that this was murder and then too it came out that i guess uh george floyd used to do security at a particular club with the um, guy with him yeah, yeah with Derek chauvin and that they had issues from before so this this is clearly a not i want to say it was premeditated but it was clear that your intent was to harm him because y'all have had dealings in the past i just hate how the you know news and you know these prosecutors and defense attorneys they love to try to make it seem like they try to bring out all the worst in you oh he had a drug problem oh he had hypertension oh he had this bullshit how about you show some restraint and some respect for human fucking life and not put your knee on the back of somebody's fucking neck because that's their job 
to fucking just i mean i mean could you imagine like all these stories that you hear about physicians you know showing up to work drunk and even the mortality rate of african-americans and people of color you know you're not listening to people of color because you think that they're oh they don't really feel pain like what the fuck like i was pissed this whole week i think i wasn't pissed i was just really yeah if i if you had told me in the year of our lord 2021 we'd be sitting through like new age rodney king I would yes say, no way it's like and the thing is i would have said with all the social media that we have and all the cameras and all you know there's no way it's just disgusting to me the fact that we are even doing a trial and you already know the answers you already know what has happened you had so many expert testimonies from the people that were there even emt the fact that the emt was like you you can hear this woman screaming genevieve you can hear her screaming you need to check his pulse and they're just like no well i'm glad that the judicial system works for some people and that he can for have his day people. in court and be heard so i just pray that they find him guilty on all accounts um because you know it, it continues to be a slap in the face of african-americans when again you know you have trials like the george zimmerman trial and even the rodney king bullshit that happened and you know you have this stuff on film and they're just like oh well we decided that you know he's not guilty that he was justified and then you wonder why people go and burn down this fucking country i would be very scared to see what happens if if he is not found, he guilty. Is not found guilty i agree I absolutely agree. You're, we you're think gonna, the riots were bad then. Oh, it's going to. Yeah, I just I just pray that there is justice for um, George George Floyd, um, his daughter, who will never grow up to experience him as her father in her teenage years, her adult years when she has kids and when has she to goes drag to college. all this shit out. It just yes. won't end. You ha but, but the thing is, I even put on my my work Facebook. Oh, obviously I have two different serious. ones. Yeah, because I, I, I wanted people at my job to really realize, like, it, it's so convenient and I think it's so ignorant that people can walk around just like, oh, my cat did this and my child did this. And it's just like... People are dying, Karen. Right. Read the room, Kim. Um, so I put on my... Um, so yeah, people can be just be so nonchalant about a, a bunch of different things. So I basically put on my Facebook page, I said, um, I don't think people really understand how traumatizing and exhausting it is to see black men and women murdered on camera repeatedly on the news and social media at different angles without justice being served. That was a long run on sentence, but whatever. No justice. No um, peace. These men and women are our grandparents, mothers, fathers, uncles, sons, daughters, cousins, and friends. The next time you think a black person looks mean or is not smiling, just remember that some people don't have the luxury of white privilege in this country and have to hide that repeated trauma behind tired smiles and facades. I put your disrespect equals my silence. Your silence perpetuates my trauma. Hashtag justice for George, George Floyd. Um, I also put uh, racism is alive and well, even at work. Hashtag hashtag black on black crime does not exist. Hashtag racist tropes. Um, because you racist know they all be tropes. Racist. I had a bunch. I don't of even know them. what that means. Racist tropes. Because you know people will love to say, "Oh, you guys don't say this about black on black crime," because yeah. there is no such thing as black on black crime. Most that was crimes a, are committed interracially, but okay. Thank you. And the thing is, you will kill who you live by. Like that's been proven time and time again. And that's a racist trope that was used by our government to demonize, you know, low income, impoverished, impoverished African-Americans. The, even the same t term as super predator. Hillary Clinton created that word, you know, especially with regard to the war on drugs and all this mm -hmm. other bullshit. During the crack like, that's what I'm saying. Like y'all use these racist ass tropes. Like, oh, the black on black crime. There is no such thing as black on black. Okay, so here's here's my question. So you have mass shootings that are committed by mostly white people. Is that white, white on white, white crime? crime? Does that not exist? 
Because if you're going to talk about black on black white crime. White on white crime is embezzlement. No, white it's, it's mass crimes. shootings. It's mass shootings. Even too, I saw this one TikTok where this lady said, um, this guy was impersonating a woman and was like, oh, when this is how women act when they're on their menstrual cycles. And he was like dumping all this chocolate everywhere and this ice cream. She was like, first of all, dude, she was like, women can get mad and we will go in our houses and calm down. Y'all will go start fucking mass shooting everybody just because somebody pissed y'all off. Truly. Where's the lie? Because one girl fucking embarrassed you at a club exactly so um yeah the trial is still going on and um like i said i just hope and pray that justice is served for george floyd and his family um and that this sparks the beginning of showing cops that they are not above the law when it comes to bullshit like this um and the fact that it took four of y'all to pin down one person now i get it okay we have patients who are sedated we think that we're going to tell a little story about that in the, the rehab corner where you think they're sedated and they're really not. And they're very strong. I totally get it. But in that manner, your, your mind frame should always be to de-escalate the situation. Yes. So I was just thinking black people should be the only people allowed to procreate in 2022 and everyone else should be on hold. Well, this is why they got rid of Planned Parenthood because too many white girls were out here getting abortions. So they mm -hmm. wanted to keep it. And that. then we'll just start leveling the playing field a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's it's unfortunate. But anyway, off that note, um, so Lil Nas X, again, is in the news. It's been in the news for the past week um, because he created this shoe, I guess, called a Satan shoe or something the like that. The Satan shoe. The world is going to hell. Yeah, it's basically, um, he basically took, I think it was 666 pairs mm -hmm. of Nike's, um, their shoe called Air Max 97s. And it was supposed to have like a hint of like human blood in it or some just bullshit. Little, just a little sprinkle. Right. So he teamed up with this company called MSCHF. Is and it Mischief? Mischief, is it? Oh No, I just, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I read too deep into things and I sound like an idiot. Maybe. I mean, I, I would say that. It M looks kind of like, like how division is DBSN. Yeah. FUBU for us by us. And I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So it had a hint of human blood in there. And so, of course, Nike was like, yo, yo, yo. This hey, ain't us. And no. Well, They're like, hey, we're already dealing with some fucking. Um, right. What is it called? Nepotism shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, trick daddy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they basically were just like, no, no, no. You know he us. was selling them for $1,000. Yeah. I'm like, are you just running out of money or like what He is was it? selling them for $1,018 because there's Luke 1018 is a verse about Satan's fall from heaven. Mm. So he's well, the, very biblical. Well, the thing is, I, th I think people forget that Satan was one. If you look in... Like if you really research it and go back into, you know, theology, the most beautiful angel. Satan was a, an angel that did fall from heaven. Lucifer. Right. So obviously he is the, the, in the Bible, he is considered to be the prince of the fowl of the air. Mm -hmm. And this is why they say TV and music and everything is really the, the devil's music. That's why they call it the devil's music because in theology, Satan was actually, or Lucifer was actually a an amazing composer and an amazing musician and it said it, it's it's kind of thought that he was a great musician but he could never write music and so when he got kicked out of heaven because he was you know th thinking he was high and mighty and was the best of all things and blah 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 he decided to pollute the airways with his music and so that's where you have secular music and that's kind of where those terms come music. from exactly have you seen the show lucifer no i have not okay but i heard it was really good i i like it yeah don't tell I definitely think that it's it, just because Lucifer's hot and has an accent, but yeah. Oh, it's well, good plot. It's good plot. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. So he basically Nike um has put a restraining order against this particular As they company, should. and they are suing the shit out of them, which I hope they do because I'm like, listen, here's the thing. 
legally you can take a pair of shoes and do whatever you want to with it but when you are reselling a you can't shoe mass produce shit like you that. cannot mass produce and you cannot utilize someone else's logo now they can get you on trademark because you are literally using their trademark to reproduce your shoes like i know miley cyrus she um she bought a pair of his shoes and that's perfectly fine whatever you want to put into it. i don't really give a shit about all that i just feel like you know there's a lot of people who are saying oh this has nothing to do with satan it's just rooted in you know he homophobia and all a this big bullshit fucking rainbow and a dildo on the side and nike yeah. still would have been like Haha, cute shoe we're gonna rip it right the fuck out exactly, of your hands exactly because it's not coin. them yeah and they're first it's of all it's a billion dollar yes, company yes and they're not profiting from it and you have to look at this company's morals and values i don't give a shit how much shady shit they do behind the scenes nike is known to be this this company that even now in 2021 is very people of color based right mm -hmm. and trying to do the right thing they're open to so many other different groups you cannot contend with something like this that's satanic and what it appears to be to other people you can't just take somebody's fucking trademark and their logo and do whatever the fuck you want to do with it and resell it listen in 2021 there's a lot of shit that people don't agree on but 99 percent of the buyers of nike can agree that they don't fuck with the devil like that no but you know what's interesting though is that I, even on tiktok this one girl she put on there and I, i'll play the little clip from it she was saying that satanism is actually the only religion that has been approved by the government and she was like what's wrong with being a satanist she was like let's nothing look, but she was like, let's people look hear the rules and, regulations. and they fucking freak out exactly but they don't understand the terms of this religion the terms of the religion basically just say that if i want to get an abortion for whatever reason that because of my religion i can because i can have control over my own body i agree with that they were saying basically Satanists be a human lovely be a people. human being like let, let, let's look up some of their satanism words. is not devil worship or cult shit or whatever it's not. i it was people who hated religious morals ideals being mixed with government laws forced upon them and they were like you know what we're doing this shit and we're gonna call it satanism because y'all won't want anything to fucking do with it okay so this so the church of satan was founded in 1966 and some of the rules so here there are seven fundamental rules for being a satanist right so number one one should strive to act with compassion and empathy empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason what's wrong with that number two the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions i agree with that number three one's body is inviolable um subject to one's own will alone I agree. Number four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's uh, one's own. Number five, belief should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's belief. Number uh, six, people are fallible. Um, if one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. And number seven, every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire notability in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. What's wrong with that? Listen, that's according. And these are the rules that are the satanic temple um, or the church of Satan. Listen, I love the Lord. I'm blessed and highly favored. Absolutely. Nothing you can say can take me away from my God. I don't fuck with the devil. That's true. 
devil's liar but <laughs> i'm also not here to tell anyone what the fuck they should or shouldn't do as long as it's not affecting my life or hurting other people and it doesn't sound like these people are hurting other people no little nas isn't even hurting other people right. he just made a fucking song a video where he's stripping and doing a fucking lap dance on satan he kills him he takes his horns for himself yeah there's crazier shit like that there's crazy shit on tv yeah if you don't want it around you don't let your kids watch it delete their tiktok i don't know i don't have kids so i'm not getting into all that but you should but the thing is you as a parent you it's just like the whole thing with cardi b with wap no child should be singing from the top make it drop that's a wet 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 i wish y'all could see Alyssa dancing on this ball anyway pelvic floors even cardi b herself when this girl is on social media and she's playing one of her songs anytime her daughter walks in the room she's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. let's turn it off if she herself who is the content creator buffers things from her own child you should be following suit as an adult there is a difference between saying oh all of these people are creating these horrible things for our children and they're all role models or you could say hey listen i'm gonna raise my child to be an independent thinker and think for themselves and uphold strong morals and values so they can understand that this man is a master internet troll and a manipulator yeah and he loves fucking getting attention and he loves trolling people and that's what he's been doing since he came out and he's doing a great job at and it because everybody's talking exa- about him exactly get your coin i don't give a fuck pretty much raise your kids to know the difference between someone who's you know just doing shit for attention yep. and someone who's actively like let's worship the devil fucking uh, everyone get on a strip yeah, pole absolutely which like there's nothing wrong with pole dancing it's pretty fucking cool actually i mean it's a great ex- upper body exercise um fucking tight yeah so basically J- nike um got a judge to halt the sale of his satan shoes uh with again if you would have came out with your own brand of shoes i don't think an issue would have been made but the fact that you use nike and it brought negative press to nike yeah no legally that's that a ain't, problem that ain't a, they ain't yeah a problem, no. so the fact that nike was getting ready to, is, is suing you they should sue you i don't think this is about religion but i think no. a very quick way to get people to shut shit down or to turn on you is to make something about the devil yeah definitely um, so off that note, speaking of another devil, um, Donald Trump actually is back in the news um, and he has been ordered to basically pay back one hundred and twenty two million dollars in campaign donations um, from twenty twenty. So basically this man, this piece of shit ass man, when you went to donate to Trump's campaign, mistake. what people failed to realize is that the fine print at the very, very bottom, there were two boxes that were um, checked. Right. Which people didn't pay attention to, because, again, it's in, it's in fine print. Nobody really reads that stuff. Well, the problem is that people, if you made a $50 donation and you did not unselect this box, the box basically said, when you give your donation, you agree to reoccur this donation every month. There was also a second button that basically said, not only are you agreeing to um, give this donation every month, but we're going to double this bitch as well. See, here's what you're not going to do to me. And it's fucking my coins. No, you're not. When you're not even the president. No. So you're basically broke. But the thing is, you're not even broke. Like you, you as a president, a former president. Didn't he fund his own campaign? He did. But he probably did it with shitty money. That's probably why so many people coming after him now that he's no longer president. He wanted to steal the election. Um, but yeah, I just think it's crazy that you have to pay back $122 million worth of money that you're stealing from people. Like that you should be in jail based off that. That's ridiculous. So, um, yeah he tricked his his uh again he allegedly tricked his supporters into signing up for a subscription-based plan instead of making a one-time dude a fucking subscription-based donation yo i can't let me tell you something when my like apple music subscription hits my thing and i'll be like why you just took five dollars out my damn what the hell 
Like that, it, your heart just drops. And I listen to that shit every day. Yes, and I, I still be like, should I cancel this? No, every time. So I, I can't, can't imagine it. seeing. Yep, fifty dollars to the. Yep. So you basically, know. the emails from the campaign DG, included a DGT uh, campaign, <laughs> right? So they again, the emails com, um, from the campaign included a pre-checked off boxes where it didn't acknowledge that the reoccurring payments, unless the don uh, the donator read the terms and conditions, and after discovering the no reoccurring one reads the on terms and conditions. Everyone knows no. that. So that's what I'm saying. You you literally tr- you, that's the only way you know that you're going to get money is by tricking people into doing that shit. So people, of course, got an uproar and started calling their banks. It was like cancel it all, give me my money back. So yeah. And now he's forced to pay back $122 million. God damn. Yeah, it's insane. All right, let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of The Face Off with Fleming and Fowler is sponsored by MyApothecary.com. MyApothecary is the premier online destination for hemp-derived CBD that will help you curate a wealthy lifestyle. CBD is one of many restorative compounds found in the cannabis plant. Its benefits include decreased pain, improved mood, decreased anxiety, and much more. Some of y'all know that I have crazy ADHD, so I'm heavily medicated at all times, and I've been taking CBD oil at night to kind of calm me down, get me ready for bed. 1010 would recommend. Worried about regulations? The passing of the 2018 Farm Bill made hemp-derived CBD legal to sell and consume. So yes, CBD is 100% legal and perfect for every person of legal age. My Apothecary's featured line, Broad Bloom, offers broad-spectrum CBD oil drops, sports cream, and soft gels. These products have no THC, so you can stay fly without the high or zen without the spin. Shop now at www.myapothecary.com and sign up for their newsletter to get exclusive offers, product releases, and CBD news. Remember to always check with your healthcare provider before consuming any supplement. You must be 21 to purchase and consume, and shipping is only available in the U.S. of A. Don't forget to shop at www.myapothecary.com. Next on the docket here, in the news, actually, what, I think it came out, was it yesterday? Yeah, Friday yesterday. night, yesterday, Saturday, um, DMX, prayers up for DMX. Um, he is reportedly in critical condition following a drug overdose. Um, as you know, DMX is a famous rapper for, you know, a lot of different great Stop. songs. Drop! Drop! down, roll him up, shop! Stop. First of all, first of all, you just said that shit in your phone and you thought your phone was your microphone. <laughs> I wish we did a video vlog to see that. <laughs> okay, so. This life is hard. Yes, and then DMX's lawyer came on and made a statement and was like, oh, he's off life support. He's breathing on his own. Obviously, that was not the correct information. And he is indeed um, allegedly still on life support and fighting for his life Uh due to a drug overdose and he's had a very long history of drug use i think even before he became like dmx really yeah did um, you know his name was earl yes that's why he calls himself dmx <laughs> i don't even know what dmx stands for don't marry xenophobes you're a kid shut up that is not real but we should all take that yeah i was gonna heart. say that is not real it's not but yeah i don't know what dmx actually stands for don't mix xanax yeah, please don't. Not with alcohol. Um, yeah, so um, there was a source that's close to the situation that told TMZ Get that he is... Mobile unlimited plan for Ma'am! <laughs> really? <laughs> Jesus! I was trying to figure out what DMX stands Oh, my for. gosh. 
So yeah, there's a, a source that's close to him. Um, I guess it told TMZ that he is in a vegetative state. Uh, I well, have, they were trying to resuscitate him for 30 minutes, so I'm assuming he mm, little anoxic. I mean, yeah, he might have an anoxic brain injury for those, or a hypoxic brain injury for those who don't know what that means. Basically, means that you lose too much oxygen, and you're you can either be brain dead or you can have a. Uh, cognitive issues cognitive delaying processing sequencing all that stuff because your brain didn't get enough oxygen so, um it stands for dark man x dark man x i don't get it like dark man i mean dark x. man yeah but like dark what? man dark man dark man that but like, like malcolm x kind of sort of like you Maybe, know sure know. interesting i never knew that what his name actually what dmx actually stood for but um, yeah he's had a lot of battles i remember he was on um ayala van zandt uh, fix my life and he went off on her because you know how she loves to interrupt people when they're talking. Mm. He was like, lady, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and she was like, you will not talk to me like that. You will not talk. Well, if you don't let me fucking finish, you shut the fuck up. I'm about to hit this fucking lady. I was like, ooh, <laughs> okay. But he was high at the time, but um, that's unfortunate. So prayers are for him. He has a lot of kids too. Did he ever become a pastor? No, he was just, just getting, to... I think he was just trying to get his life back right with God and just trying to get his life in tuned with yeah a higher power than he to help him through those struggles that's so. what like oh addiction sucks it really does even his wife uh his ex-wife tashira she was talking about a lot of different things you know just from different stories and different uh, shows that they have done um you know just trying to help him and he's just he's never been able to shake this addiction like for the longest he's never been able to shake it he's you know it's sad it's just really sad um because i think he's only in his 40s yeah he's still young yeah so yeah, and they said that the, I guess the overdose uh, triggered a heart attack, which is normal for mm -hmm. most people. That's, well, do you know what he OD'd on? I would. I'm gonna assume it was heroin because he's been addicted to heroin. heroin. Yeah, I'm gonna assume it was heroin, but it could be crack or cocaine. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard drug. Um. Anyway, so this week actually was an amazing thing. So let me just ask you this question: Do you watch Law and Order? I've been known to watch an episode or 16 of Law and Order. Like in a row? Yeah, yeah. I'm not like, I've never sat and watched all of SVU together, but like, yeah. I know dun 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 Benson and Stabler are back together again for season 22. So she's been on it yeah yeah she never, Hardiger, how to, she never left she never left but he left he left for bigger and better things well i don't know if he necessarily left for bigger and better things i think he just maybe i don't know maybe he just felt like his character went as far well, as shit, he he's go. played the same thing for like 20 years yeah but how could that be born if you're getting a check you're bored and you're getting a check no i'm irritated there's a difference <laughs> i'm sure he was too <laughs> and my back is if i if i wasn't injured i would still keep no i wouldn't mm -mm. yeah no i get it i totally get it yep but yeah so elliot stabler is back on um, are the svu stands going crazy yes they are he was on there for the premiere and you know i just think that that's an first of all they have great on-camera chemistry and I, I just don't think you can find a bit i mean well you can find a better duel obviously meredith and christina but mm -hmm. um yeah i'm just so excited that they're back together there's just not enough people in the hospital watching svu these days the thing, but here's the thing i did not realize he was off the show for 10 years oh wow he was off the show for how 10 long years has the show been fucking running well they got 22 seasons damn 22 seasons yikes yeah and ice cube is it the longest running show no ice cube's still on it mm -hmm. i'll keep watching um that. i think the longest running show like is is still simpsons the idea that they have actively kept making new episodes yeah shocker i don't think he, i've seen a brand new 
a, a brand new Law and Order? Yeah, I haven't seen a no. new Law and Order in a long time. They've been doing a lot because they they're going with the times. They're almost very similar to like how Scandal was doing a lot of things that were happening. So even different things that happened with uh, like in the news were like I think they did like an episode that was kind of like geared toward a George Floyd type of situation. Oh. There was also episodes that were. Um, geared toward different different things that were happening in the news so they always do stuff like that but no there's new episodes wow. i mean uh mariska she just keeps like slapping the shit out of people and then almost dying getting killed getting kidnapped my, pro- I mean, my problem know. with law and order is that i can't make it through an episode without falling asleep but that's if you watch the old episodes but it's just so dark and everyone's just it's just talky it's a talky yeah. show i mean it's a i don't understand how they've survived a whole 22 seasons just talking about rape <laughs> like that's insane yeah that's group like even an only, actress even like there are only so many storylines every episode is about rape and murder yeah i mean just, but just people rape. love it you know oh the housewives love it get no, what they want i just i can't they're that's like toxic. you know nothing going on in my life i'm sitting at home but on law and order shit is popping the fuck off very true all right so what's going on in uh social media news um my fucking nonfiction boyfriend and I refuse to believe it any different. Roger Jean. Roger? Yeah. Where's he from? France, probably. Oh, I was gonna say that don't sound like no black name. Bridgerton. Oh yeah. Oh, is that the black guy from Bridgerton? That's the black guy from Bridgerton. Oh, he is wow. I, is that how you say it? Reggae? I, you can I refuse to call him reggae. It's definitely not reggae. Right? <laughs> don't call that man reggae. <laughs> I, I would say Reggie. Reggie he's, Jean Baji. He's Reggie from now on. Um, Reggie Jean Page. He, <laughs> now that is a strong black man. Yes, it I is. like that. Well, times just more. like Earl. <laughs> I know canceled. Earl. God damn it. He, uh, it came out that he's not going to be on the second season of Bridgerton. Why not? The internet is pissed. Did he die on the show? So I think he only signed on for one season. He, no, he didn't die on the oh, show. Okay. He's the lifeblood of that show. Um, so why is he leaving? Or not? You know. He only signed on for one season. Mm-hmm. And I think in the actual books, he's not really around after the first book because it's about oh, him. And I didn't da- even know that was a Daphne book. Daphne Bridgerton. Yes, it's a whole series. Wow. Um, but rumor is that Idris Elba didn't want to be 007. So this guy's the next James Bond. Really? Yeah. So what is it that they just can't? he can't film both at the same time or what well i think he i i personally think that he got the little career boost he needed and he was yeah. like yeah we're done with this bullshit i'm gonna go on and do better bigger and better things but wasn't there some even controversy with regard to bond of how they were even because they don't uh, believe in a black blonde a black, a black blonde, blonde. A black, black bond. blonde because there was so much controversy when idris elba when it was talks about idris yeah. elba being bond and they yeah, were like but this uh, guy's man. a lot lighter than idris elba so True. it'll make the crossover a little easier and I that's think, on colorism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think tom hardy was up for it but like he i don't know he's just like that's not the bond i want yeah tom holland was up for it but like he still looks like a fucking teenager but who really still cares about bond why are you still making james bond movies Dude, at this people point? really fuck with james bond maybe it's the baby boomers those are the only people that yeah, are keeping that series but like, alive. i think they're trying to bri- bridge into the younger people and they're like this is the guy to do it he's light-skinned because we got so much backlash with idris elba yeah and he's young and hot and from that little bridgerton bullshit and i think chef's kiss i would watch it see now he i would hate for for bond to and like he's already english do horrible and yeah. then he missed out on a great opportunity because First of all, Bridgerton, isn't that written by Shonda Rhimes? 
uh it's pro- or produced it's by her produced i think one of the show writers for one of her other shows made this show See, and she you don't, don't go against shonda rhimes don't ever go against shonda rhimes Your career be be ruined. Ruined. Mm-hmm. just saying oh my gosh wow dude there was a backlash a lot of backlash about the show even when it came out because they were like typical shonda rhimes like no dark skin people on the show and like all the dark mm-hmm. skin people on the show have secondary character stories yeah. and she loves the light skin love story daphne bridgerton ain't even that fucking special mm-hmm. they picked the most basic ass bitch to play her damn they went in okay they really- <laughs> tell us how you really feel good god told my take but you know i still watched it so yeah I, st- I just can't get into the that that period piece i just that period like i'm quite sure the show is amazing i just can't get into that period piece it's just i don't know i can't watch it right now are you trying um, I did try and I was like, Lord of Dawes, the dust thou, Daphne the Bridgerton. Dog. And I was like, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> My soul wouldn't let me. Oh, I'm gonna watch it eventually, but mm, not now. Yeah, so that's what's going on with that. What else? Um her Space Jam. Everyone's buzzing Ooh, about Space Jam. Yeah. Welcome to the Space Jam. Mm-mm, it's a chance. It's your dance at the Space Jam. I cannot confirm nor deny, but Zendaya posted a picture of the movie poster and i want to say she's in space jam maybe she's playing the little the, the bunny lola the girl bunny. yeah lola bunny. okay did you hear all the shit about how lola bunny's not gonna be sexy well that's stupid why because they hold that whole peppy Le Pew crap i think i think so i'm pissed free peppy Le Pew. he um, did nothing but love that woman or that bunny whatever michael b jordan's gonna that be skunk. in it it was a skunk of course oh zendaya is gonna be lola bunny so isn't lebron james playing the main character though right yeah oh, okay um and savannah james is going to be in it wow savannah james who is she playing that's interesting i don't know oh no someone is playing savannah james oh i guess someone's play- he is yeah he's himself in the movie oh, so he needs okay, a wife okay. someone's gotcha. playing his wife and she's like nah i ain't in the yeah like i that. ain't it mm-hmm. um yeah i think she has on let me see if i can pull up lola bunny pictures if she just got on regular like looking like young ma that's gonna be a problem <laughs> oh First yeah of all, young like, is a beautiful she looks, woman she looks like a WNBA player not in a bad way but just like i'm used yeah. to laker lola girl bunny lola had bunny the, she had like the midriff and everything yeah, lola bunny was like crop top booty shorts yeah. high pony right this is like young she MA. has on biker shorts under her basketball shorts she has on a full jersey and a fucking a half sleeve you know is that so why can't lola bunny stay sexy and young ma let me just say this she's a beautiful woman okay even though she dresses butch, she is mm-hmm. a beautiful woman. You can see her beauty up underneath all of that. So anyway. Yeah, I don't know. But just like you can be sexy and, and still play be, and play basketball. There's a lot what of sexy fuck? women that play basketball that have short, 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 blah, 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 short shorts on who have like fitted. The, the uniform is fitted. They wear nails. They wear hair, makeup, all oh, the whole see, nine. I'm in the camp that we can keep characters looking sexy we can keep the big tits we can keep the big hips we can keep the little outfits we just take out all the misogyny in right the fucking character because that's the issue it's the misogyny that's the issue keep this bitch looking bad but just take out all the weird shit they had the male characters telling her that's just like um what was her name uh who framed roger rabbit jessica rabbit Rabbit. she's she's jessica rabbit for a reason Mm -hmm. Like I mean, she can't help that Roger Rabbit is over here, like where founding off of his and, and slobbing all over her and whatnot. So, like I mean, really <laughs> horrible. So what else, what else is going on? Um, Ariana Grande. Ooh, don't know. So to me, when you become a, a judge on 
a television show mm-hmm. that tells me your career is in a downward spiral no not necessarily but i guess that's not it anymore but like no. so because ariana grande is going to be a judge on the voice that's awesome but to me that means like what the fuck is going on in your life that you have time to be the judge on the voice but even usher usher was a judge before. what the fuck is usher doing besides giving people herpes well, nothing and j-lo took a long fucking break to wow. go do that american idol shit before she got hustlers well j-lo can't sing let's be very well there clear. you go so and so even who, what's his name adam uh levine, levine. his career maroon has five. still been amazing not maroon five adam levine specifically his career has done amazing i think blake shelton is the only one who's really benefited off of it because everybody <laughs> who the hell is blake shelton nobody know that man yeah and now he's fucking is he yeah. with gwen stefani he is yeah. they're married and kelly clarkson she i mean she got a whole tv show out of it yeah i don't know a talk show i mean i just may i think this was more she must have gotten some even john legend money because yeah. she is she's very popular i mean but they have great like uh judges on there like big name judges even jennifer i mean jennifer Hudson, her career is stalled but she's about to come out with um what's the, the movie um aretha Pr- franklin no no dream she's playing aretha franklin's bio uh, biopic or yeah she's playing aretha franklin anyway but yeah i think she's the only one whose career has really stalled that was on there but even i saw that brandy is going to be like a um not a judge a but she's gonna judge? be no she's gonna be like a mentor so like for oh, john when they bring team, them on. okay yeah so she's gonna mentor help mentor the singers which i think is amazing i would just i really am interested to see ariana grande's interactions with people because yeah. i feel like she's always like huh? like fucking high she's always like hey yeah what are just you like doing? laughing non-committal oh answers she's almost like paula what's the name um oh man the one from american idol paula Patton, Pat, abdul no, abdul and she's like yo your voice sounds really amazing and it was always just a nice gentle yeah. version and it was like just give them the real truth bitch you can't sing move <laughs> on next you know but yeah, yeah. so I, I wonder how much money she's making i'm quite sure a shit ton probably they were like we need some young blood yeah because again you got these country stars and i think they didn't have enough pop like enough i think the only pop stars that they really had was like um christina aguilera who wasn't doing shit and then they had kelly clarkson she is someone whose titties could have been covered up on a show i will give her that christina i will say that about that her she was busting out of every shirt i could not pay attention because her stylist was not her friend Her stylist was not her friend. You guys better be nice to your stylists out there yeah. because they will make or break you. Listen, don't let your people come out. Listen, if and when I ever get a stylist, if I look like a busted can of biscuits, my friends better tell me or else you will no longer be my friend. Hey, girl, I know you're paying hundreds of dollars for this, but, uh, but you this look shit like shit. Ugly. Yeah, mm-hmm. you better tell me. But that's, I mean, that's cool. Good for her. Congratulations, Ariana. Anything else going Did on? Did you see Quavo fucking boomerang sling? sweetie into that elevator first of all i don't know why we still think ain't no one can see shit in elevators i have a very unpopular opinion about this situation about him fucking pull pulling her into the elevator Mm -hmm. i don't want to hear it then i'm still triggered from jay-z and beyonce in the elevator (laughs) okay but here here's the thing do you want to give share your opinion first and now share my unpopular opinion let's let's i want to hear your opinion first my opinion is if you ever fucking throw me into an elevator of murder uh, you're not making it out of the I'll elevator. murder you i'll murder you i'm telling you right on this podcast you're not making it out of the elevator or i will m- let you make it out of the elevator and i will slowly over the course of about three years plot to ruin your life at a time when you least expect it here's the thing my unpopular opinion is simply this and i've, I've said this for years even before we created a podcast any woman who puts their hands on a man cannot control what that man's reaction will be. That's number one. Mm. 
wait a minute, wait a minute. Number two, I don't personally agree that a man should hit a woman because you are scientifically stronger. However, if a woman knowing that you should not buck up against a man, because what I did see is an extended clip on TMZ that she appeared to have hit him. Oh yeah, she swung at him. First. I don't. But, but there could have been other stuff even happening before the doors came open, right? But when you see her swing, it, people automatically assume, oh my God, she hit him first. That that could have been her defense response. He could have very well hit her first, right? To me, I felt like when he flung her ass in the <laughs> in the elevator, I'm not laughing at that. Flung. When he flung her ass in like the elevator. A fucking, oh my God. It is very similar to like, when a girl is all up in the man face, like you ain't gonna do shit, you ain't gonna do shit. That's that's the equivalent of, of him mushing her in the face, like bitch, I'm gonna fuck you up if you don't stop. Bing. Okay, uh, let me let me just fling you. I just personally believe that a man has the right to defend himself against anyone who is violently attacking them. Does it matter if her hits don't even, you know, make much of an impact? But the fact that you are actively being violent toward this man, he has the right to knock your whole fucking jaw off. Uh. That's just what I personally believe. Uh. I don't believe in that. Oh, a man shouldn't hit a woman. You're right, but a woman shouldn't hit a man either. I believe that you keep both of y'all keep y'all fucking hands to yourselves. Keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hands to you cannot control how much force a man uses when he responds to your violence. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is now if he started that shit first, sweetie beat his ass. But if y'all were both hitting on each other, both keep your hands to yourself. Of course, sometimes shit go down. What's a billion dollars in the elevator? Well, a million. But why did everybody praise Solange for beating the shit out of Jay-Z? And he was just sitting there like, huh, huh, huh. My favorite is Beyonce just sitting there like, mm-hmm. Beyonce was like, I'm mm-hmm. minding my billion dollar business. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the funniest abusive scenes ever. I'm sorry. Jay-Z was like, stop, stop. <laughs> and Solange was like, nah, fuck you. And Beyonce just like, bitch, I'm just She's waiting like, for I'm the elevator tired doors. Too. I'm tired of y'all. Let's beat go his home. ass, sister, beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> my sister got me. Pretty much. Like, Solange told you years ago, don't fuck with her sister. Mm-hmm. She don't care who you are. She told you that years ago. Uh, Jay-Z, you clearly didn't listen. Nope. So that's why she had to beat your ass in elevator. Listening skills, zero. Yeah. So um, Last thing, Kourtney Kardashian. Ever heard of her? Know who that is? Yes. Travis Barker. Familiar? Yes. Drummer from Blink-182. Tall guy, looks like Jack the Skeleton. The one that got in the, the plane crash, right? Yes, years 2008. Ago? He, plan- mm-hmm. he plane crashed. He yes. plane crashed? Uh-huh. So they are dating. Was They've- it the same year Leah died? No, Aaliyah died in 2006. No. R.I.P. Aaliyah. Yeah, go ahead. R.I.P. Yep. Aaliyah died in 2006? I think she died in 2006. That seems like so late. I was in I was in college when she died. Maybe it was 2004. Let's see. I'll fact check you. Aaliyah died in 2001, ma'am. Mm, just kidding. I was still in high school then. Just honest. kidding. Um, yes, because my sister was actually going to the University of Florida. And yes. Ooh. And we found out that she died that weekend. Yeah, because it was like all over the, like the news and stuff. Anyway, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Yep, because all I can hear is that intended to the H I Y. Oh, you're talking Kendrick about Kourtney Kardashian. Kourtney. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Okay, <laughs> so they're they've been dating for a while. Yeah, and uh, which I did not know. I kind of stand that relationship. It's kind of cute. Anyway, he has kids. She has kids. His daughter is 15. Low. You notice she's the only Kardashian that dates white men. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Fowler speechless. Okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. Shots fired. Pew, pew, pew. And has never been married. Very true. She's, I don't want to say 
one of the smarter ones, but uh, she kind of is. She knows what she's doing. They um, <laughs> <laughs> she, they all went to Utah together. Her kids, his kids. Mm-hmm. He has his daughter who's 15 years old. Looks like she's 20 fucking four. Yeah. Mildly TikTok famous. Just makes the fucking weird dancey videos that I don't know how to fucking do. Anyway, mm. you know that trend that's like, I'm going to hand the phone to someone who's a fucking buck tooth ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. (laughs) they're passing the phone and she's like i'm gonna pass the phone to my boyfriend courtney says that and then she passed it to travis cute whatever and then uh courtney says something like i'm gonna pass the phone to someone who talks 24 7 and hands it to her six-year-old son rain Mm -hmm. and he's just first of all crackhead energy love it (laughs) he's just like i'm up uh, fuck shit wait he's cussing yes oh no i said this baby is cussing in this viral tiktok video does he have like adhd or something or tourette's i don't think so no Mm, interesting maybe he just had a bunch of sugar let's say that he had a bunch of s'mores and i don't know i think he's just his own hype man and the internet's going wild how dare you but isn't mason disick kind of like you know he thinks he's like a early Justin Bieber or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're all just growing up in LA and kids are different there. I don't know how that works. I feel yeah. like when you have that much money and you're around all of that, you grow up very differently. Very true. Your perspective is very different because you're in a certain, you're in a completely different bubble. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. him be saying fucking shit than like hard R's and stuff. ERs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't know that no, I would let my six-year-old cuss, no. but also I'm not a millionaire, so. If my six-year-old cuss, I would knock the shit out your mouth. But I think also, I think there's a double standard with kids and cussing. Because if you as a parent cuss around your kids, you can't have this expectation that of they don't cuss. Cussing. Like, I think that is so toxic. And I, and I get it from the respect value. Like, obviously, you want to tr- your child, fuck you, mom. Like, not saying <laughs> stuff like that. But you cannot teach your children how to cuss and then expect them not to cuss as well. You know, like, do as I say, not as I do. I think that is so toxic as parents. But I'm going to probably do that with my kids. I'm going to be toxic. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, do I mean, as I say, not as I do. Yeah. He wasn't but cussing at her. So, right. but, but even it just saying just cuss cussing, words. Yeah. I just don't think that's appropriate because then you go to school and you're you're carrying that behavior on. I just don't think it's appropriate. I already feel about myself that cuss. I will be the mom who's like, what we do in this house and how you act outside, completely different. Well, see, I because you're not going to embarrass me in the streets. All right, you're not going to do it. See, I think because of the way that I was raised and I was raised so strict, I would tell my kids, listen, if Billy hits you, fuck him up. I would absolutely teach my kids to fight. I would definitely listen. Here's how you rank on kids. If somebody say, "Oh, you wearing bubbles? Your mama wearing bubbles with her bald headed bitch ass." This is what you need to say. Like, I'm definitely gonna be that parent. Have you watched Jenny in Georgia? No. Give it a watch. Okay. Let me know what you think. Why do I remind you of somebody in the show? Just give it a watch. Okay. Let me know what you think. Yeah, but I would definitely be that parent. I'm going to teach my kids how to fight. I'm going to teach them how to jones your kids or how to, I don't say jones. I say rank because I'm from South Florida. I don't know what that means. It's like basically cracking on, that's a South Florida word. What the Um, fuck are you saying? English, please. You're basically... I don't know. Molly Wop. No, it's it's saying with your words, like, you know how you're, you are. Cra- oh, I'm going to verbally fuck you up. Yes, pretty much. That's what it basically means. So I'm going to definitely teach my kids that. Absolutely. What did you call that? So in South Florida, we say, are oh, you trying to crack on me? So crack uh-huh. on you means that you're just basically like, like you're verbally messing with them. Oh, or okay. if you rank on, oh, you trying to rank? Oh, you trying to rank? Oh, okay, then. And I think like people from like Louisiana and Mississippi say like Jones. Oh, I'm Jones and you like, I'm, you know. I'm basically beating your ass with words. Yeah, I'm white, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Anytime you hear the word crack, Jones, uh, rank, um, 
literally yeah. sounds like you're talking about drugs no crack crank <laughs> crack crank crack and rank oh. oh you trying to rank on me oh you trying to rank you trying to crack oh, okay then that's why your mama got only big toes and she my can't mama walk. told me to tell you and to that, mind your own that's gonna be my child that's gonna absolutely be my child so uh miss fleming your child came in and uh, yes i taught them that because what did you say to them okay thank you no i'm 100 percent mom that's gonna be like they did what I can, we'll handle it. And I get home, I'm like, you're goddamn right. You fucking said that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. We're never going to talk about see, it See, I'm, I'm going to get you in front of the teacher. And I'm going, so what did the teacher say to you? Because see, the thing is, even too, when I was a kid, most times, anytime I got in, in trouble in school, it was always because I was provoked. It was never because I started You're anything. You're one of those. I'm one of those. Do not, I am a sitting duck. You fuck with me and I'm going to eat your ass a lot. And my mother knew that. So even every time she got phone calls, which she got a lot phone calls and I used to get referrals and almost got suspended and had to sit in the principal's office and shit. Jesus. She would first question she would ask is what did you all say to Monica? Cause she knows her <laughs> child. Yeah. I am not a crazy person where I'm just going to just flip off. You're going to have to do something to me first. And then I'm going to react. Yeah. Well, we told her X, Y, and Z. Okay. All right. I'll handle it. And when I went home, most of the times I didn't get in trouble. Cause my mom was like, yes, they were wrong for what they did. Sometimes she did that, but sometimes. That's nice. I didn't get in trouble because I was perfect. Well, because you would just scream as the black child with a white mom. Basically. Yeah, you get everything you want. I also went to a small private school, so they just let you do Did whatever. they paddle y'all? Like with rulers Fuck or whatever? no. Oh, really? But they would send you to the priest and that shit scared me. Scared the shit out of me. Why do you scared of the priest? Because you don't want to, you just don't want to, it's like Santa Claus. You do not want Santa Claus to know that you fucked up. I guess. But when you see your parents, when you have to go to Toys R Us with your parents, pick out your gifts, you know Santa Claus ain't real. <laughs> That's very true. But it was like, he was like up here. Like he is the yeah. guy that talks to God. He could tell him whatever you want. And God's the guy who controls Santa Claus. At least that's what I was told. And a lot of, <laughs> and birthday gifts and other shit. So I was like, he's got a direct line and he does not need to know that I'm fucking up. Yeah. And mine was always, just, I only got in trouble for talking, but it's because I have fucking, um, you know, I interrupt people all the time. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel this anxiety that if I can't say what I need to say right then, I'm going to yeah. explode. So I'd be like, oh, oh. And then they'd be, for the love of God, shut up. Well, this is why you have a podcast. That's this is true. awesome, right? I just couldn't shut it's up. It's full circle moment. Full circle moment. Yeah. Joke's on you, teachers. Priest. That's Priest. right. Oh, RIP, Father Jack. Father Jack? Mm, that sounds sketchy. Anyway, allegedly for the podcast. All right. Let's go to the rehab corner. Rolling. 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 Rolling to the corner. And we're rolling. 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 Yeah. Rolling. Rolling to the corner. Rolling to the corner. All right. So in the rehab corner, we are dedicating this episode of the rehab corner to an amazing profession i am passing the mic to this amazing profession that without it our patients would not be able to feed themselves dress themselves have the cognitive uh, integrity to be able to function they would also be running around pretty naked which would not be appropriate um, and that is the occupational therapists of the world Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Glad so, to be here. So, so you are going to lead this, I mean, occupational, you're going to lead this rehab corner. Oh my God. So glad to be here. 
<sighs> occupational therapy something i'm super passionate about i yeah. do it every single day and it is occupational therapy month it's occupational this therapy april. month the month of april so glad we made it let's all celebrate reach out to your friendly neighborhood occupational therapist yes. venmo them for some coffee they need it yes thank if you see an occupational therapist hug thank an occupational therapist and hug them hug them or not and give them arts and crafts because they love that there you go um yeah occupational therapy no one knows what it is which you know who's surprised i'm not yeah my easy breezy beautiful rundown is basically any activity that you find meaningful in your life an occupational therapist can help you do again after loss of function or injury or sickness or if you just ain't got it in the first place so most of the time it's with pediatrics it's a lot of ped stuff and because kids occupation is to play right that's mm -hmm. the big one right so you're helping them you know if they're not neurotypical kind of develop the play skills they mm -hmm. need or the sensory skills they need or just trying to help them develop regularly so bath dressing bathing brushing your teeth tying your shoes mm -hmm. playing around other kids emotional regulation fine motor skills for handwriting for school tasks being able to sit in a chair at school all that shit yeah that's what they do in the hospital i'm really just doing bathing dressing grooming that kind of stuff balance endurance chair pusher for PT. chair pusher for PT. anything <laughs> pt needs i got you <laughs> we have some of the best occupational chair pushers. chair pushers ever well it just fucking you know what i'm good at it what can i yes. say i'm just the in-flight entertainment for a lot of the pt sessions yes absolutely shouts out to our amazing uh ot's and codas that we work with at our job yeah yeah we work with some amazing people i really yeah, love yeah Definitely i love ot much more than pt makes uh, a lot more disrespectful. sense to me so let me ask you this little trivia question. So oh, we got questions. We got okay. questions. Which profession was started first? OT, PT, or speech? Speech therapy. I'm kidding. Is that your final answer? No, no one knows about speech therapy. I'm going to go with PT. You're wrong. Contrary to how it may seem today. Contrary because anyone who knows anything thinks that PT is the only thing. Very true. Um, it was actually OT that came along first really? in 1917 wow and then pt came behind and uh we were established in 1921 and then speech therapy was established in 1925 so then what the fuck is the deal ot you guys just don't have great advocators you think that's it on the on a grand scheme scheme mm -hmm. of things because just like even with pt we we had this vision 2020 where we'd be able to like prescribe medicines and then you know for direct access and then also to for every state to have direct access and then also for us to be able to order scans which we still can't do that and chiropractors do um, and they can do all of that stuff. However, they have greater advocators than we do, unfortunately. Huh. I also think, so pediatric wise, OT is very big. Oh yeah, right? definitely. Like everyone's going to OT. Everyone knows yeah. exactly what OT is and, and they love it, right? Yeah. Adult wise, when you're, I just feel like everyone wants to be able to walk yeah like everyone in the hospital is like i want to be up and walking i want to walk i want to get stronger mm -hmm. i want to walk and that's i mean we do it too but that's y'all that's pt yeah so no one gives a fuck about brushing their teeth or well, their fine you, motor skills do you think that this themselves. big push of ot on the pediatric side has been more so because you have children with autism 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. you think you think autism has really changed the structure of occupational therapy so in pediatrics as important as it is for adults in the hospital to just get up and walking mm -hmm. is as important as it is for parents of children with autism for mm -hmm. them to 
quote unquote function right typically yeah and that's a lot of ot that's a lot of emotional regulation mm-hmm. turn taking um communication boards and just like manners and yeah. breaking scripting and all of those things so that they can you know sit in the classroom mm-hmm. or go out to eat with their parents and yeah. not freak out or throw a fit or just go to a store that's a lot of ot mm-hmm. so i think like ot is super important because parents are like i just want to be able to go out to a restaurant and have them not freak out. I just want to be able to leave them at home with a babysitter for an hour so I can go. I just want them to be able Mm -hmm. to do well in school. Right. So it's super important to them. And the hospital, everyone just wants to get up and walk. So that's what's super important. So it's a push for PT. But do you think it's, it's that people don't care or do you think it's that the, this culture has shifted because of where insurance has gone and what insurance is willing to pay for? Because I look at it like this as a PT who is a, is a strong OT advocate I know that there are some times where my patient is able to walk 500 feet, which is what insurances are looking at, right? And they may not qualify for ARU because they're too functional on the physical therapy side, but this this person lives by themselves. They can't cognitively assess that they need to take their medicines this amount of time, even to counting their money, being able to be responsible, go grocery shopping. And that is an area that occupational therapy thrives in and is directly responsible for and that this person needs therapy but therapy in in insurance definitions does not look like somebody who can't go to the grocery store like who cares yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i think that there's a lot of ot's factoring in physical therapy aspects Mm -hmm. in terms of patient function like we will always be thinking okay are they safe to get up and walk around? Mm-hmm. Are they able to do all the things they need to do? Yada, yada, yada. I don't know that there is as much PT integration OT wise. Like, okay, they're walking good with me. Endurance is fine. Cool. Do we think they still need to be able to work on getting dressed? Mm-hmm. Or do they have the cognition to plan all these things safely? Yeah. Are they going to be able to, you know? So I think that's it too. I think it's an insurance really doesn't get fucked about therapy in general, obviously, right. but especially not. OT, OT and yeah. I think there's just not as much push or understanding of exactly what we do or why it's important from other disciplines. Mm-hmm. So we're falling short. So how can we as um non-OTs help the OTs be more notable and more recognized in any setting? And, and it's, I think the as I think on outpatient setting, I think you guys are very well respected from what I can see because you know, again, you have these outpatient out OT, you know, centers and things like that. So how can we as physical therapists, speech therapists, nurses, doctors help advocate for the field of occupational therapy to get the respect that it deserves? Great question. The thing is, we do a lot. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of the issue, too. Mm-hmm. We're like jack of all trades. What speech doesn't do and what PT doesn't do, we're just right there in the middle yeah the other day i wrapped foam tape around a spoon for 10 minutes just to build up the handle so someone could use it to eat Mm -hmm. we'll figure anything out we'll adapt anything we'll problem solve the fuck out of something to make it work yeah we just need people saying oh i don't know ot should do that i don't know we should ask ot about that i don't know is ot on board i don't know have you talked to the ot about Mm -hmm. it what did they say have they seen ot yet maybe they need pt and ot just keep never shut up about ot yeah don't do shut you, up about so it so let me ask you this question as an ot do you, do you think that it's harmful rhetoric to always mesh pt and ot together because you know how even how order sets are in a hospital setting it's mm-hmm. always pt, PT OT, ot eval and treat so do you think that it's harmful rhetoric or practice to 
always pin OT and PT together? I can't tell if it's harmful or useful at this point. Yeah. Because I feel like if we don't pin it together, then we're never going to get ordered or True. we're never going to see them. Yeah. But it definitely needs to be more separate. Mm-hmm. I think that's another like 10 years down. When P- I, the days when I see just OT orders and not with PT, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. And it's appropriate, which yeah. is like close to never because right. they just have like, they hurt their hand or something. Um. I'm shocked because we always get ordered together. Yeah. I, I feel like at this point, if we don't get ordered together, I'm not getting ordered at all. Yeah. So. So that I means that know. that means that to me, what that sounds is that physical therapists need to be greater allies to occupational therapists. Yeah. Because there's just, y'all are getting more of the shine. Yeah. So while it's kind of like how you bring people into the boardroom with you, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. make opportunities for other people. Right. Especially when we're talking about diversity and inclusion, like inclusion when it comes to a whole nother discipline that is so important. And that does not, that does what we don't do as physical therapists. Yeah. You what know? I don't need you to do is when your nurse says, Oh, they want to take a shower, say, Oh, well, PT sh- or OT needs to be up here. Yeah. That's not what we do. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, if you have a serious question about how they're doing or you're stuck somewhere mm-hmm. and you don't know how to, get the patient to the next step or you know discharge planning wise yeah we got we got tips and tricks and i think too um i think the one of the biggest things that hospital settings can do to promote occupational therapy is getting in getting them involved with early mobility protocols i know with our hospital you know our um, some of our therapists three therapists in particular created this early mobility protocol where i mean do we use it not all the time, but there is one physician <laughs> in particular who is an intensivist. He he goes by this early mobility protocol like nobody's business. And it basically calls for, you know, obviously occupational therapy to go in for the cognitive portion, it, you know, I, to identify the RAS score, uh-huh. um, which is the rich, Richmond agitation, um, sedation and scale, where you basically look at how awake a patient is or how sedated they are, because occupational therapists can obviously do some of their assessments in the actual bed itself versus yeah. PT. We have to get them up um, or at least try and attempt it to be able to, to legally bill for something uh, unless, it, you know, they're quad or something like that. But anyway, um, I definitely think that getting involved with protocols is so important because you bring in, and again, being an ally to occupational therapists, we as PTs and therapy, we bring OTs in for people to understand how important they really are. Because even I remember a couple of years ago, Kawinta and I were on like an early mobility committee in our hospital and we were basically talking about um, like wound care and talking about um, different products that could be utilized in patients who are sedated and what works for PT does not necessarily work for OT. And it's like, well, I can't speak for an OT because I'm not an OT. So how can I, like, I can't just go in there and be a representative. I have to bring an OT with me to be able to answer these hard questions that I don't know the answers to. Yeah. So, yeah. So let me ask you this question. What is your greatest thing about being an OT thus far? I love making something out of nothing. Give me an example. Give me an example. I will, I don't know. I love being able to go into a room and be like, let's get up. Let's just run through your normal routine. Mm -hmm. See how we can figure it out. Let's brush your teeth. Let's wash your face. Let's get you feeling better. Oh, you know what? You said you liked doing this, this, and this before. Mm -hmm. Let's stand and do it for 10 minutes. See if you can do that. Let's play this game. It's now a fine motor skill activity and an endurance activity. Let's do, I'm going to tell you that we're going to play a card game. I'm not going to tell you the instructions. You have to figure them out yourself. That's now problem solving and task management. You're just making all these things from, you know, something simple. What's your least favorite thing about being an occupational therapist? Holding urinals for men with inverted penises. 
I had to do that this week. And the man peed on the floor. That's my worst thing. It's yeah. not a bad, it's a very fun job. You're all, you're constantly problem solving, right? Nothing is ever the same. No yeah. patient is ever the same. You're always trying to adapt things and figure it out. It's very, my mind is going a million miles a minute all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's nice because I can just always be like, we got to figure it out. I don't know how I love to yeah. do research. I love to do shit like that. So it's nice and it's fun for me. How can we adapt this? What exercises can we do? This is super specific to this problem you're having. Let's figure it out. Can I ask you this question? Yeah. So with your diagnosis of ADHD, would you recommend other people with ADHD going to occupational therapy as a, as 100%. a career? Yeah. I did it because I didn't want, I knew I couldn't sit in an office all day, mm -hmm. which is funny because I ended up sitting in an office half a day to document. <laughs> exactly. But I need something to where I'm up and around and moving and meeting new people and mm -hmm. thinking about new things. And a problem I have on Monday may not have anything to do with something I'm trying to figure out on Friday. It's mm -hmm. all different. It's all the time. It's very, you know, fast paced, active. Yeah. And I think too, occupational therapy from, from me being a barbarian, barbarian as a physical therapist, I always look at occupational therapists as flower children. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are like the freaking Woodstock kids. Like yep. you guys are just, <laughs> oh, butterflies and rainbows. And you guys, again, do see the things that we as physical therapists don't see or don't pay attention to because we're just trying to figure out how to make this square wheel into a round wheel and make it go. That's it. Yeah. And I think that one of, I mean, and y'all do some of the same, but the big thing for us is like, Hey, you're in this situation and we're having this issue, mm -hmm. but like, let's find something that really gets you going and motivates you yeah. and we'll figure out how to do it. We don't mm -hmm. care, but we'll get to that later. But as long as we can figure out what'll make you have any kind of drive or motivation or will make you want to participate, let's fucking do it. Yeah. So let me, let me, let me ask you this other question. What can your administrators of your hospital or your immediate leadership in your department do to help, um, further assist occupational therapists leave us the fuck alone <laughs> i'm kidding no you're serious i'm serious i um just listen to us yeah we're good at our i mean you i would assume that you hire people who are good at their job and you keep around mm -hmm. people who are good at their job i would like for you to listen seriously to the people who are good at their job because we're doing it every day we yeah. can tell you what's working and what's not working i don't know so what specifics do you all need? <clears throat> what do we need? Yeah. Right now I need some Dyson, some TheraPutty, and uh, <laughs> some other fine motor activities. So if we have a TheraPutty company out there that wants to donate <laughs> some TheraPutty to I us. I need some squeeze balls. I actually need those tubings for adaptive utensils. But Oh, yeah, because y'all just have the little red ones, right? Yeah, you yeah. can just slip around. Um, Anything mm. dealing with salary? You don't I need would anything? love an increase in salary. Because even I, I remember reading that in what was it 2007 that um, you can no longer you can only get a master's degree in occupational therapy since 2007. Right. So for me, the big thing is PTs more well known, right, mm -hmm. and more used in the hospital. There are more of you, but I we overlap so much with physical therapy mm -hmm. and with speech therapy. And I'm, there's just such a huge wage gap between PT and OT. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm here. And on the days, especially in acute care, we mm -hmm. do a lot of the same shit, especially in the, Oh, do you think we do? On eval, you don't think we do a lot of the same shit? No. Okay, what are you doing I feel on like, eval? I feel like we only overlap on two different things. What are they? 
transfers and balance. That's it. Okay. But what are, what all are you doing on an eval besides transfers and well, balance? In a, in a hospital setting, I'm testing you. We do test strength, but we test strength of different areas. Okay. So we're both testing strength of an area one. Right. Okay. But of two different areas. Okay. Yes. You're I testing assessing, two appendages and I'm testing two appendages. True or false? Right. But it's two different areas. Okay. Great. So your See, upper body this and lower is why body. we have the issue. No, but we do overlap in, in discipline, but also too, I'm, we both look at balance. We both look at transfers. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at standing balance. So are you. You may be looking at a toilet transfer, whereas I don't care about that. I mean, I can still do it, obviously, because transfers is, you know, a a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm looking, when I assess balance, I'm also looking at gait or ambulation or Mm -hmm. walking and the walking quality. So I think for physical therapists, because we do do a lot of the big stuff like we i think we go back and forth where you feel like we do micro i feel like you guys do micro and that we do macro because mm-hmm. it's gross motor right and i think gross motor is one of the bigger things that insurance looks at true to say how can we get you out of here faster <laughs> to fill this bed with another body you know um and then they're just like oh well they could just work on that micro stuff at home versus you may think PT does micro, mm-hmm. which is the walking at that. Oh, that's simple. Sim- walking is simple, but it's like, no, teaching somebody how to walk all over again <laughs> is totally different. But I can see from your perspective how you may feel that we are micro and that, you know, you guys are macro. Yeah. We just both think our job's more important. No, I don't even care about much. <laughs> I just think I don't want to make, I don't care about that, but it just to me says like f- less, not even lesser, but it just, promotes kind of mm-hmm. the stereotype of PT, 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 PT. Yeah. We're going to have more of them. They're going to make more money than you. Mm-hmm. They're going to be more important and we need to facilitate all of them in the hospital. And we're going to yeah. care about what they want. And we're just here and it's, we're doing a lot of the hard work as well. So yeah. it's just kind of, you know, but I think, I think it goes back to you guys as advocacy. I, I, I really do think that it, it goes back to your, you know, um, is it TOTA or AOTA? AOTA. Yeah. AOTA is the American. What is TOTA? Oh, Texas. Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So AOTA, I think it goes back to them being in these boardrooms advocating and I'm not saying that they're not doing it but I think again when you have barbarians that are going into these rooms demanding certain things and like look without us you can't have this and this and that I think you guys need to have the same attitude and because you guys are flower children how many barbarians do you have on your team and, yeah. and, and we like are making barbaric OTs yeah you guys are like compromising yeah. well, well let's make it work oh, we'll exactly it out. I know this is harder and we'll have to work more but and if you guys were patient. more barbaric in nature, in the boardroom, I think you guys could get further. Again, I'm not yeah. in the boardroom to know what actually goes on, but this is as an outsider looking in. You know, I know that you guys' program is going from a master's to a doctorate. It's not there yet. You can get a doctorate in OT, mm-hmm. um, but it's only for the, it's not going to give you any more money, yeah, unfortunately. So I, did, I said no to that. Yeah, but even the, even the thing is too with physical therapy, there wasn't like a huge wage you know wage increase from masters to doctorate there because the way that medicine works is you get paid based off your level of experience so even Uh therapists that we work with who have master's degrees who have been in the field for 20 years they're going to get paid way more money than a new grad because they have more experience so you know i don't really think the the doctorate really means anything to be honest with you it's just more fucking paperwork that's really it uh, I mean, I'm not trying to diminish the the, the DPT that I do have. And it's the, good for other things, I think, the doctorate. Right. But for just wanting to work as a clinician in a hospital, it's, it's not pointless. really doing much for you. No, it's not. If you want no, to go into research or teaching, yes, that's great. But for, I mean, yes, we, we learned about different things, research and, you know, um, 
how to read scans we had radiology and all that differential diagnosis yes I, you know that's a lot of stuff that we do that you guys don't do uh-huh. but i think again it, it comes back to the advocacy what i want is a pay raise and more staff thank you administration appreciate that thank you for coming to my TED talk i need more ot and here's the thing i do realize that at the place that we work at our hospital mm-hmm. i think we do have a big team or we did have a big team before it was sliced in half of yeah, ot's very true i don't think there are this many ot's usually mm-hmm. right so i'm appreciative of that and codas but i'm just like we need more yeah you do especially when i think the the very nature of medicine is ever changing because the older we get and the more advanced we get with technology the more sicker we get as well yeah the more you start discovering oh people are going more vegan let's make more processed meats and things of that nature and then it's causing also, a lot of different we issues have all and- these people living so much longer now so yes. that means in your 60s now you're still up doing shit yeah. a lot of people are still working they're still on their second career they're doing yeah. things so when you come into the hospital now you need more people trying to help you get back yeah. and we already know early mobility is so important and getting them up and moving and on some kind of typical routine Mm -hmm. in a hospital is important and we just don't have the numbers for that yeah and you're also having younger and younger people coming in with more medically complex cases Mm -hmm. and they're needing ot way more and pt way more than they would as like a 70 something year old that comes in with a stroke i mean you're having 30 and 40 year olds 50 year olds that are coming in having these massive strokes and you're just like wait a minute you weren't supposed to really need me (laughs) until you're like 70 or 80 years old and they're and this is why the the push for staffing is so important but i think also too again it goes back to not wanting to oversaturate the field and oversaturate the market then you have to have willing participants to teach and then these colleges aren't getting funding to be able to do that and then they don't have enough teachers to teach so then they can only accept a certain amount of students so it's this big monopoly game that just will never end because there's never enough of anything on any side you know right so i guess just everyone keep talking about ot yeah to you know i don't know it's just the and more PT. people know i think the more people will be i can't tell you how many patients i have where i'm like hey i'm with ot i'm here to, and they're like i already saw the therapist and i said no i'm the like other I saw pt i'm the other therapy that you get da, da, yeah. da, da. well i've already done that with them i already have a job i don't need you to help me and i'm like i it, 10 minutes of my session with anyone is just being like listen here's why you need me please yeah. i feel like a freaking salesman all the time very true and at the end of the day i'm just like get the fuck up you have to get yeah, exactly. I just stand for me please yeah I, but i think too as physical as a physical therapist i think our biggest thing that we can do is to continue to be allies for you all and also to not think that we are above you guys because i think even there are therapists where you know i will oh, have I'm conversations with them with a pt exactly and they and and pts consciously treating you like that because there are times where i know even when i worked in covid um and a lot of the therapy sessions until the patient was actually able to walk was more OT based. And so I'm letting Coinfa, hey, what do you want to do with this patient? Because I know that I'm not going to be able to really mm-hmm. do a whole, whole bunch with this patient. You just brushing their teeth and them sitting up with sitting balance, and I'm working on that, is already going to just knock them out altogether. Well, but- and I think pe- nurses, doctors, people don't realize how important we can be in pre gate skills yeah because listen when you're sitting you need core strength you need right. endurance all of those things we work on sitting which at is the edge where of the we bed, overlap because we both exactly. do the same thing so once you're yeah. up and walking yeah you need to perfect their walking and their gait pattern and all that but like once you start walking you can really start w- going yeah until you get up and start standing you're not your body's not fucking doing shit no because you need to work on the endurance so even brushing your teeth 
is endurance and is, is an endurance activity right because you're having to use your core your back extensors your arm your biceps you have to do all of that stuff at one time just to do something so simple that you think is simple of brushing your teeth mm-hmm. and being able to have the grip strength to hold on to the goddamn toothbrush and brush your teeth that, yeah. like, that's so not I easy think that's what i need everyone to realize like when i go in there and i'm just sitting here at the edge of the bed to brush your teeth i'm grading up the activity to make it harder if you can do yeah. it i'm grading it down if you can i'm facilitating your core your pelvis mm-hmm. if you're not sitting up straight i'm seeing if you can do the endurance i'm giving you yeah. breaks in certain places i'm seeing if you have the strength to facilitate everything with your fine motor skills and people are like oh just send them at the edge brush your teeth get it back yeah which essentially yes that is what i'm doing but right. you know i'm using my body to manipulate your body to become stronger right to make you healthy and functioning absolutely and, <sighs> it's like fighting an uphill battle yeah but you got to do it you got to do it because you guys are important and we we need ot's and ot's are at the very core of rehab we cannot as i tell people i tell my students all the time and i even tell my coworkers all the time we as physical therapists cannot function without occupational therapists there's just no way you gonna have a bunch of stank breath people who don't know cognitively <laughs> impaired you know can't feed themselves so you can't get enough nutrients and you know mm-hmm. like it's it's a whole you know ball game that kind of this this full circle thing that comes into play and i think as a physical therapist our job is to number one see your occupational therapist you have to see these people for what they do mm-hmm. what they bring to the table and you can't think in your little pt bubble that when an occupational therapist comes to you and says hey i get it this patient can walk a thousand feet but there are some like some real safety concerns i yeah. really feel like they need to go to rehab they're not safe to go back home and instead of just saying, well, they're walking a thousand feet. Okay, well, let's make it more challenging. Or like, hey, I need you to do some obstacles. I exactly. need you to see if they can do it on their own. Right. I need all those kinds of things. And I to agree. know that if this clinician comes to you, that they are a licensed, autonomous, competent therapist asking you as as another competent autonomous licensed therapist to say hey this is the issue with my patient it's just like if we want the same level of respect that you know a neurologist has or a neurosurgeon they'll come to you and say listen i need to do surgery on this particular person because x y and z i don't think we should do this i think we should do that and just physical therapists being open to what occupational therapists are seeing now there have been times where i have disagreed with therapists and i'm like i'm not sending this patient to a rehab because they can't comb their fucking hair that is yeah. stupid they can do that shit at and home. that's your right you're you know? a fucking skilled clinician right and then and then a lot of times too if i disagree with the ot a lot of times i will run it past another ot like hey just help me think hey, help me think through this mm-hmm. that i'm not just saying this because i don't like this particular person <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> hey, i think this person's fucking dumb this, pa- this person is stupid i don't want to fuck this uh, the patient's life yeah. so <laughs> so just because they're dumb i think they may have made a valid point but maybe because my dislike yeah. of them is too much into it please help that's me it's good self-reflection yeah so yeah and i mean even with case management when they call me and they tell me hey you recommended this and pt recommended this and y'all got to get on the same page i'm like no we don't we're not on the same page because they think they're fun and i don't think they are yeah and i'm not going to put it on my license that this person should go home or it could be vice versa where you guys think they're safe to go home but we're like no they definitely need more therapy so Mm -hmm. we don't always have to agree on you know recommendations i don't know where that mentality came from that we have to probably is easier to push it through insurance yeah but that's stupid like if a if a cardiologist is telling you you don't need a surgery but then gi is telling you you do you're gonna get it like who it's not about trumping who else yeah. like i don't know i'm seeing something totally different than you yeah and that's I don't okay know where that comes from I, we are different it's annoying to look at there's a lot of over even with speech there is a lot of over like i'm not with doing you and speech with me and speech oh, yeah. right so technically 
like I don't do the swallowing studies and all that very intensive shit, but yeah. if worse comes to worse and they needed help feeding and swallowing, mm-hmm. speaking, cog, I can do those things. Right. But like, I'm definitely not as knowledgeable as speech therapy is. Right. So I'm not gonna try to encroach on that. Yeah, And I can get them up and walk and do gait and balance, but I definitely don't know as much as PT, mm-hmm. right? As y'all can do, you can get them up and take them to the sink and do all the things they need yeah. to do. There's just a lot of overlap, but we are so distinct that I don't know. I think it's yeah. an everyone else thing. We're fine. It's and I, else. I think even too, like even when, when, because we do have a staffing issue at our particular facility where we don't have enough OTs right now, you know, and I know if I know that OT doesn't have my patient or had to no time for whatever reason and there, and I see them struggling, I will consciously make sure that I'm like, Hey, you want to brush your teeth for today? Let's go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. You know, let's walk to, I will make my therapy a little bit more OT based because you're missing that discipline. That is, is so important. Do I do it all the time? No, because I am a barbaric f- physical therapist, <laughs> but I try my best to remember that. And when I do it, I'll come back to you guys and be like, so I want your paycheck today because <laughs> I took your patients to the bathroom and we worked on X, Y, and Z. We worked on fine motors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, I want you guys to know that, I'm appreciative of your discipline. I'm appreciative of what you all bring to the table. And that even though I am a physical therapist, I am an ally to you all. So I want you to know that I'm trying to bridge this gap until you guys can get enough staffing or enough people or whatever the case may be. Let me tell you how much of an ally she is. Oh God. This woman, first of all, she's like, come do this eval with me. Actually, he was on no, my list. No, I didn't. Too. He Thank was on my you. list. He too. was we already on your list. This man, we walk in screaming yelling yeah blah, 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 in, restraints. in restraints the nurse in there isn't his nurse she's a helper nurse and she looks at me and she says maxed on sedation i said i just don't believe that ma'am considering he is hooping and hollering and he has a sitter in the room and he has a one-on-one sitter how are you maxed on sedation yeah. presidex first of all presidex ain't gonna do shit no. if i'm ever in the hospital you tell them halidol profile or yeah, nothing do not put me on presidex bursted i'll take bursted what yeah. anyway so i'm looking at Monty like First of all, because this man has five chest tubes. He's hooked up to every yeah. line in wound the world, back. wound, but mm-hmm. everything. He just had, what did he have, like a dissection? Uh, yeah, aortic dissection. He's got the restraints. He's hooping and hollering. He won't open his eyes. He won't. He's speaking some language. No, yeah. I can't even figure out what it is right now. <laughs> so I just start speaking Spanish. It's my go-to. He's responding a little bit. And she's like, well, we'll just see how it goes. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because yeah. I'm like, to me, I'm like, I don't want to get this man at the edge of bed. I no, don't then, think this will be But good. then you start speaking Spanish. And I was like, I think he speaks English. And so I asked him, I was like, sir, do you speak English? He's like, yes. And I was like, do you speak Spanish? He was like, yes. And I was like, do you speak Russian? He's like, no. And then Alyssa says, do you speak Mandarin? He's like, no. I'm just making sure his cog was intact. Because some I, people would just be like. He speaks, I was like, that sounds like Italian to me. And I'm like, do you speak Italian? He's like, yes. I was like, wow. He's a polygot. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, sir, I ain't got any Italian in the bank. No. There's none of that. No, who said? Somebody said pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I said like, bon belly i was like ship boy is not fucking italian so we're already off to a great start he keeps asking for water we put water in his mouth he doesn't want to drink it agua, agua. agua. <laughs> doesn't want to drink the water he, we have he has to take all these pills we put them in his mouth he just starts chewing he starts <laughs> chewing them so there's just white shit all over oh his mouth oh my god so he's like you know what sounds like a good idea let's get him to the edge of the let's bed. sit him up actually no before that the nurse comes in and she's like, hey, 
can because he starts to calm down she's like hey can we turn down his sedation so he can wake up a yeah, little bit I, I asked her if we can turn down his sedation she's like no he's gonna start fighting as soon as i asked can you turn down sedation he's oh, 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 oh literally oh, 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 like the just ghost flailing. of christmas past is flying from like, his body dude she's like no he's on 1.4 he's gonna stay there I he quiets like, down it. again the monitor says vtac we're like what <laughs> the fuck is going on and he was like hey mr sir are you awake oh, oh, oh we're like, oh, i don't oh, think you're vtac oh, oh. anyway we start getting to the edge of the bed it's just as bad as you think it is is. Really we just is. two person freaking whoop, slip his ass to the edge yeah. we sit him up for a second i said i've had enough of that yeah we get him back into the bed mm -hmm. we're trying to make sure first of all this is right next to the room where if you remember i had some unidentified shit caught him with my on arm your hair, arm, arm yeah my arm here so i'm already like i don't <laughs> fuck with these rooms over here we get this man back in bed we're trying to get his 800 lines situated we're trying to scoot him mm -hmm. up all of this shit and he's trying to pull things out as well actively trying he is the strongest man yeah on sedation he really is so we were getting everything back and i noticed that his hand is wrapped around his four chest tubes yeah so i'm like shit all right hey sir calm down hey <laughs> give me those chest Staying tubes on? sir so i'm like oh mine's like you got him because she's restrained him on the other side he's clicked in i said yeah we're good over here i just he has his chest tubes and i don't want to leave him so i'm like you know what all you got you always got to pry the thumb the thumb's yeah. the big one that's hooked in i go to pry his thumb off of these chest tubes <laughs> he just cl cl clenches his fist around my fingers like it was a freaking episode of indiana jones and i just and stuck with his left hand with his left hand it was like i had just stuck my hand into pandora's yeah. box and it clamped down and so then mm -hmm. i started freaking out yeah you were like he won't let go i was of like my oh, he's got my fingers he's got my fingers he's got my because all i can think is he's gonna rip these fucking chest tubes yeah, out and i'm standing is. right here and i'm gonna get blood all over me that's gonna be pissed yeah. off then you gotta have to write an incident report then i'm trying, but I'll, i'm like you know they're doing a doctor's gonna walk yeah. by and it's just gonna be me and fucking his with surgeon these. is gonna be pissed because yep. he got the chest tubes yep out. so then i start freaking out because i can't get my hand out either so then monty comes over and she's like oh let me try to help you and y'all when i try to pry this man's thumb up it does not work and so i just finally just scream i was like why are you so strong on pressing this is insane i was like stop it give me give it god damn it y'all it was ridiculous i've never been so scared in my life yeah he would not take his thumb off of Alyssa, off the chest tubes and we fought like i tried to like almost clip his whole fucking index finger back to open everything else up that shit didn't work i was trying to like stroke his hand extensors like bitch open your hand <laughs> nothing was working just seriously he does not need uh, occupational therapy yeah no his he's, fine motor he's skills strong. are perfectly intact he's got two it out of ten grip strength <laughs> the literal it was like my last eval i was like i yeah. just want to make it out of this room he's screaming the whole time so yeah. we finally got my hand out. and his my yeah. hand out of his his hand off the four chest mm -hmm. tubes actively draining blood from his chest cavity yeah that are sutured in by the way just walked out of the room started laughing because what yeah. the fuck is my life why did that happen because then we started singing some i don't know why oh, we started I was like, singing he's like up up and we're like yeah we gotta lift you up. we're gonna lift you up in the bed sir and i was like lord lift us up where we belong <laughs> it was the funniest thing because the nurse was looking like what the fuck are y'all doing y'all sitting here <laughs> just singing to the patient like after a situation like this you have no choice but to just laugh sometimes you just gotta take a minute in yeah. the email and be like this is a ridiculous thing i have to do so i'm just gonna Pretty sing much. it i'm gonna sing it out yeah and so, so you're not gonna remember this anyway but we, it's a we nice tried time. to strap those restraints as tight as we oh could you know that was legally safe and we told the sitter good luck and have a great day <laughs> hey, well, hey his hand close to those chest tubes i'd watch out for that we, when we came in i was like hey if you need to go take a 15 minute break go to the bathroom get a snack you can i don't know why the hell i said that mistake yeah and then i just came out of that room and started laughing okay well and that's it 
Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. And if you see an OT, hug an OT. You see an OT, hug an OT. Boogie oogie. What? I stroked are you, out I was say, are you drunk? <laughs> oh my God. Did goodbye. you just stroke out? <laughs> Until next week, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Face Off with Fleming and Fowler. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Face Off Pod. Be sure to tune in to The Face Off every Tuesday where new episodes are released. <laughs>